Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Visual Intonation Podcast with your host, me, Vante Gregory. Today we're going international all the way down to Cuba to talk about a special woman in the filmmaking community, Sarah Gomez. Sarah Gomez, also known as Sarita Gomez, was an accomplished Cuban filmmaker renowned for her pioneering efforts in highlighting the Afro-Cuban community, women's issues, and the treatment of marginalized sections of society. Gomez was born in 1942, and her work identified the problems of colonialism, especially the colonialism experienced by the previously marginalized communities, including Black people, women, the poor, the religious, and young people who were unaware of the possibilities of a better future. Through her work, she aimed to expose the roots of the world that had to be left behind and demanded the arrival of the future, allowing these communities to understand the process of what's happening in their lives, their needs, and possible departures. Gomez's work is known to many for her solo feature, One Way or Another, a hybrid fiction slash documentary film that interweaves a love story between Mario, a factory worker, and Yolanda, a teacher, with a clear-eyed examination of the education system, labor, poverty, racism, sexism, and popular religion. But Gomez was a truly prolific director, having made 20 films before her tragic death at the age of 31. Gomez directed a series of documentary shorts on assigned topics before directing her first feature-length film. As Cuban directors regard documentaries as an essential training ground because they force them to focus on the material reality of Cuba, emphasizing filmmakers as an expression or tool of the culture. This year, four of Gomez's previously unseen shorts resurfaced. I'm going to Santiago. Guana Bacoa, Chronicles of My Family, An Island for Miguel, and My Contribution. These films are a tapestry of interviews, testimonies, and polemic documenting the distinct cultural and social characters of different regions in Cuba, Gomez's family history, and the integration of women in the workforce. Gomez's position as a Afro-Cubana informed her unique place in Cuban cinema and the militant cinema of the era more broadly. She was sometimes at odds with ICAIC and other organizations the government formed to reshape Cuban society in the wake of a revolution. Judging by some of the official rhetoric, one might think that anti-Black racism had disappeared overnight, but Gomez knew better. She also directly addressed inequalities around gendered labor clashing with lingering patriarchal norms. Although she was fervently committed to the Revolutionary Nation Project, Gomez was unwilling to skip over the messy parts and instead offered a glimpse into the revolution's triumph and difficulties in equal measure, foregrounding the inevitability of ongoing struggle, debates, failures, triumphs, organizing, and reorganizing. Her filmmaking career began with multiple short documentaries that highlighted and criticized the Cuban Revolutionary Society, exploring the positions of women and Afro-Cubans within society. Gomez's ethnographic knowledge 
and the lens of her camera helped her narrate histories about everyday lives in revolutionary Cuba, which had shed light on equalities of social class as well as racial and gender discrimination. The present state of cultural welfare and warfare is arguably pitiful compared to the explosion of artistic activity in Gomez's time. Even though she had faced some issues in the ICAIC, Gomez unquestionably benefited from a context in which oppositional filmmaking was supported by established infrastructures and collaboration was more robust. In the absence of proliferating guerrilla collectives today, that larger terrain of revolutionary filmmaking can be seen as a blueprint for how alternative formations of cultural productions might function. What can be drawn from Gomez are the particularities of her approach. Her filmmaking was experimental, politically dynamic, and inhabited revolution as an ongoing process. Gomez was never preoccupied with offering answers, but she made her cinema a source of continual exchange and generative conflict. Gomez was one of two only Black filmmakers in attendance as a member of the Cuban Institute of Cinematographic Art and Industry during her early years, where she served as an assistant director for renowned filmmakers such as Jorge Fraga, Tomas Gutierrez, Alea, and Agnes Varda. However, she became the Institute's first and only, for her lifetime, Cuba's only woman director which is a testament to her visionary talent and leadership. Gomez's last film was produced by the ICAIC in 1974 and has been hailed as the first movie to truly explore conflicting threads of racial and gender identity within a revolutionary context. The film takes place in Miraflores, a lower-class neighborhood in Havana, Cuba, and addresses the issue of class, race, and gender after the 1959 Cuban Revolution. Gomez used both professional and non-professional actors to represent the story's issue, and in real life, the conflict between Cuba's marginal population lives and the revolution. Mixing fiction and documentary, most originally, Gomez used real people to play themselves alongside professional actors. Her work brought attention to the religious groups such as the Abuka, and her background as a black Cuban woman in cinema provided a unique perspective, which was not mirrored in the work of nonfiction black Cuban filmmakers. The films of Sarah Gomez are essential viewing for anyone interested in the intersect of cinema and revolution. Her position as an Afro-Cuban filmmaker informed her unique place in Cuban cinema and the militant cinema of many questions, and a side of struggle. In many ways, her films remain as relevant and resonant today as they were in the 1960s and 70s. Gomez's films offer a new perspective on the Cuban Revolution and the broader struggle for liberation from colonial domination. They challenge the simplistic narratives of progress and triumph that have often been presented and instead offer a nuanced and complex view of the ongoing struggle for justice. They remind us that revolutions are not events, but processes, and that the work of building a just and equitable society is never finished. In conclusion, 
As we continue to grapple with the legacy of colonialism and the ongoing struggles for social justice, the films of Sarah Gomez offer a powerful and inspiring example of what is possible. They show us that cinema can be a tool for liberation, a means of exposing and challenging systems of oppression, and a space for imagining new possibilities. Overall, Gomez's legacy is that of a revolutionary filmmaker who sought to give a voice to the voiceless, portraying their struggles with a great sensitivity and honesty, while also celebrating their cultural richness and diversity. They remind us that the work of revolution is never finished and that we must continue to struggle for justice and equality, both in our art and in our lives. And again, that was... Sarah Gomez. You should check out all of her work. Some of her work is on YouTube and on archive.org. You should really check her, her work out. It was incredible. And that's it for today's episode. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. It does great for the algorithm. Make sure you catch me on Patreon, under visual intonations, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and all other social media platforms. I appreciate you guys and talk to you soon.